0: Hi, my name is Eric.
1: And I'm Shalila, and this is Are You Still Watching? A podcast about movies and their place in our culture. I let my inner theater kid out for that one.
0: Yeah, you really went to town on it. I think that's good. That's the kind of energy we need.
1: We finally nailed it. We're podcasting now.
0: We are podcasting. We're podcasting now, which is the first time in a bit. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's true. Like, it's always a bit. That's always the uh, that's the secret that we have to let everybody know.
1: That's our secret. It's always a bit.
0: Yeah, our secret is that we're always podcasting. That was a Hulk reference. A very timely 2012 Avengers reference. <laughs> Can you believe we're almost 10 years out of Joss Whedon's The Avengers? I know that's not what it's that called, but I like wrong. calling it that. As though it's Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> this is just uh, what Zack uh, wanted, way, lasting
1: cultural impact.
0: Yeah, quick note on that. Do you know that's like the title? Like if you look for it on HBO Max, you have to go to the Z. Section. It's not under J. It's under Z for Zack Snyder's The Justice League.
1: <laughs> and that's the enduring cultural impact he's been going for.
0: Isn't that nuts? Like, I just. Why isn't it under J?
1: That's not how
0: I think any other movie works, really. <laughs> I don't know. It bothers me. But that's not the topic of today. <laughs> Shockingly, although past evidence would suggest otherwise, this is not a Zack Snyder podcast. Um. <laughs> Although that's always our best metrics is when we do Zack Snyder podcasts. <laughs> uh, instead, this is a general movie podcast, and today we have a general topic. This is probably our widest topic ever. Is that true? I said is, that very confidently.
1: Which makes it really thematic. It just really fits the description of this podcast, which is movies. And it's like, yeah, guess, guess what we're talking about today? <laughs> yeah. All the movies.
0: Any of them. So basically what we want to do today is talk about stuff that's like – coming out like Mm -hmm. I want to know what you're excited about uh I want to know what you are not looking forward to I want to talk about some trailers with you it's been a bit Shalila and I have been busy so we have been not watching as many movies as we normally would uh at least I haven't and I'm assuming you haven't either um and we definitely haven't been seeing as many of them in theaters so I feel like we're behind and uh because of that we just need something to look forward to so that's what we're talking about today um that being said i'm gonna immediately interrupt the concept of what we're doing today with a question because i haven't asked you yet have you seen the green knight yet
1: i have not seen the green knight yet
0: okay you got to rectify that so we can do an episode on that because i want to hear your thoughts deeply um and i loved it that's my spoiler alert um, But that's in the past. We don't want to talk about the Green Knight, despite <laughs> all the evidence. to The contrary. <laughs> we want to talk about the future. And this is where you can insert cool future music. Like, whoosh, whoosh, yeah. whoosh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. There's a bunch of movies coming out this fall. Some confusing things have happened. Because movies have been pushed to next year. And then other movies have not been. And then other movies were unpushed. For example... Venom was pushed to January, and then they just, like, apple seed that situation and said, never mind, it's not. Um, One of my other favorite examples is if you go to the Twitter page for the Death of the Nile, there are currently three different release dates listed. (laughs) In the pinned tweet is one date, in the bio is a second date, and in the cover photo is a third date. (laughs) It's not clear which one's the right date. (laughs) Like, it's getting to the point where I don't think... Even studios know when stuff's coming out. And that's fine. It's been a confusing time. But, um, you know, I think there's just a lot going on. And some areas theaters are starting to open up. I mean, in America, at least theaters have been open for a while. But I'm going to use it in more of the cultural sense of, like, are people even going to them? And the answer is still generally no. I think people still generally don't feel super safe. Barring Marvel movies, of course. Uh, Shang-Chi did really well over here. But... Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, I think it's the kind of thing where, like, in areas where Delta is starting to, to be under control a little more, where you feel safer, uh, people are going to start going back, especially because we're entering into the Oscar season again, and we didn't get one last year. So, I'm assuming that people are going to start paying attention again. And that's what we are going to talk about, is all the good stuff coming out. Um, so, how do you want to do this? You want to go month by month?
1: Let's go month by month. I love a good calendar based organized effort.
0: Me too. Okay, so we're skipping September. Because we're in September and we don't live in and the present we You know you know
1: what's amazing? September's almost <laughs> gone. If if yeah, like, share, reblog, retweet if you share my shock at this news because I'm not yeah. I'm not personally coping very well with it. So moving almost to October, out. which again, amazingly we're one week away from.
0: Yeah. And we're opening October with a real strong like an opening salvo. Oh yeah. Uh, on our first day, October 1st. By the way, for those who are going to be upset at the things that I skip, I'm skipping stuff that I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> if 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 Shalima knows what it is, I'm sure she'll bring it up. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm not going to talk about it and that's just how it is. If you we disagree, we've never shied away from this being an
1: opinion-based podcast. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, we're going to open up October 1st with two strong strong movies. Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and The Addams Family 2. The first of which is starring Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson, among others. The second of which stars Oscar Isaac, Charlize Theron, uh, Chloe Moretz, Nick Kroll, among others. So, uh, let's just start in our first week of October. What are you feeling? What are you thinking? It's all about quick hits and quick bits.
1: So, I really quickly... I'm realizing that you're looking at U.S. release dates, which are so yeah, absolutely. wonderfully different <laughs> from the U.K. You release
0: dates. Do you want to start there, actually? Should we start with that idea? That it's nonsense? Like, it is... The U.S.'s release dates have literally nothing to do with the rest of the world. And that's, like, normally sort they're of they're true. It's off, super true right now. Off. Dune has released in, like, 15 international markets. And it's not coming here for, like, a month and a half. Like, it... Our dates are all over the place. So that is a very good point. I'm basing this on the US's release dates. Um I don't know a good way to square that, except to say that approximately 200 years ago plus we won. So I guess I'm gonna <laughs> use the US's. <laughs> That's gonna be the way I'm doing it. <laughs> if you want I mean, to do This puts your me dates... in the
1: truly incredible position of <laughs> defending my colonizers. <laughs> so
0: yeah exactly i've got I'm you going to catch 22 to
1: take a back seat on that one
0: <laughs> you're gonna take an l on that one yep yeah
1: i'm gonna let the t enter the harbor
0: it's neither of us neither of our faults but uh that's just how it goes so mm-hmm. <laughs> once again let's open up that question uh first week of october we have such a such a strong showing between uh those two movies what are you thinking what are you feeling give us your thoughts
1: I mean, it's a real toss up there. I, I, I want to say equal quality, possibly. I actually don't know anything about the Adams Family series, but I have heard that it's not bad at all. <laughs> it's just not something that's at the top of my list, but it seems to continuously, and I cannot stress this enough because I don't understand why, get sequels. So it's, it's yep. in, you know, that world of uh, Hotel Transylvania kind of movies where it's like, I think... All the kids are going to it. Otherwise, why on earth are they constantly getting sequels? So good for them. But I'm literally going to only talk about Venom because I'm really excited. <laughs> I thought the first one was so much fun, and I really, I just, I just hope that they capture the same manic energy in the second one. From the trailers, it looks like they did. Uh, if anything, they turned up the manic dial. So uh, catch me walking to the theaters on, and let me check this here, November, October 15th, when it drops here, to uh, check sure. that out. Yep.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I didn't see Adam's Family 1, which is to say the animated one. Um, I heard all kinds of mixed things about it. My confusion with that series continues to be, why not just do a live action one? Because the original ones are like pretty culturally loved. And Oscar Isaac seems like a very, very excellent bid because he's great and beautiful. So why not just put him in things? Um, but I honestly don't know anything about it other than that it exists. So I don't know. I like The Adams Family. It's cool. Uh, Venom, Let Be Carnage. Uh, did you know Andy Serkis is directing this one? Because I did not. Which is Dude, to say what? like Andy Serkis, like no. uh, Claw from Marvel and the actor behind Gollum. In the Lord of the Rings series, that he is the ball. director. And I had no idea. And that makes me more excited because he seems a little unhinged in the best kind of way. Yeah. And also, he is, you know, the godfather of motion capture. So it would make me think that the, like, special effects and the motion capture are going to be even better in this one, which is to say, good. <laughs> because i wouldn't i wouldn't say it was fantastic in the first one uh, but i don't know i just like i assume i'm excited for it it seems weird i mean the first one like you said we're we're big venom fans here on this podcast um and the fact that the trailer opened up with the uh, venom cooking uh tom hardy breakfast and the implications behind that are just wonderful really really wonderful in my opinion. <laughs>
1: I can't get enough of scenes like that. There's that scene in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which is uh, when Andrew Garfield's Spidey first gets his powers. And I know I talk about this movie all the time, and that's because it's great. I mean, it's awful, but it's, it's great, you know? And he gets his powers... And he wakes up the next morning and he's like, oh, man, my senses are, are dialed to 11. And he goes into the bathroom and he, he tries to, you know, you know, brush his teeth and everything he touches just breaks. So he breaks mm-hmm. the tap off mm-hmm. and breaks the sink. And I mean, it's just it's just one of those scenes or there's just nothing creative behind it. But it's so damn funny. I just enjoy it so yeah. much. I love he a like person can control their alter ego slash powers. So they in- inevitably destroy their environment. Ha ha. Yeah. But it's also the fact that time. in this
0: one the tone definitely still feels like they're either supposed to be a lovers or b odd couple roommates. Like yeah. no matter what, it's odd couple. And even the way they interact with like the owner of the grocery store and like all of it, I love it. The fact that Woody Harrelson yeah. has the world's worst looking uh wig on, and like they're taking it like very seriously, I love that. Like it's all great. Um, yeah, I'm excited what? for that. That would Harrelson... be worth a trip to the theater.
1: Is the male Michelle Williams in one sense, which is that they keep giving the both of them really bad wigs.
0: <laughs> that is a... <laughs> I don't think that take has ever been replicated, is what I'll say. I it's think the that most original thought novel. I've ever said. Yeah. <laughs> it's a novel take. All right. So that's the first week of October. Let's move to week two here. Week two, we've got another strong showing. Basically, here's what I'm saying. It was like all quiet in the movie theater front for the past year and a half, essentially. No offense to every other movie that's come out. But within literally two weeks, we get two big old movies, big old family movie, big old superhero movie, and then October 8th. James Bond, No Time to Die, which I can't believe it's finally coming out because, like the new Mutants, kind of feels like this has been coming out for three years. And second, I'm only pointing this one out because its trailer really got a lot of attention, was Lamb. The Icelandic movie? Oh, that one. Have you one. seen the trailer for Lamb?
1: I have seen the trailer.
0: Okay, I didn't because I'm spooked by spooky things. But I've heard the trailer <laughs> was very weird and like got a lot of attention because it was very spooky. And it definitely seems like it is going to be a big draw for horror fans and... I don't know. I there's something about it that feels like it's gonna be kind of the the sleeper hit and and the kind of like this is gonna be the horror movie that kind of carries through this year. That's my guess.
1: I mean it makes you wish it was releasing in the UK, which it's not. So that's great.
0: You guys are way closer to Iceland than we are. Is that true? I don't know. <laughs> I assume,
1: <laughs> but we are getting no time to die before Venom and before you get it. So okay,
0: that makes that. sense. James Bond is yours, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes, yeah. Sense. Uh, makes sense. No time to die. Daniel Craig is back. Anna Darmus is in it. Rami Malek is in it. And this time, James Bond is trying not to be James Bond again for the, the novel third time. <laughs>
1: He's been <laughs> For the depressed third time before a straight series. movie. He's been depressed <laughs> yeah, he, since he was uh, he started. When released, it's the
0: end of Casino Royale. The plot has been James Bond is very depressed and doesn't want to do this anymore.
1: <laughs> please set him a, free. It's a very interesting. <laughs> He's making way jokes to take about it on franchise. SNL. Please help him, yeah. God. Somebody, please how, help him. How are you
0: feeling about No Time to Die? Are you excited? Do you not give a damn? How are you feeling?
1: No, I'm really excited. I mean, I also have that that lingering oh, finally it's coming out feeling where. Um, I think we've gone entirely past the whole, like, will COVID have killed the excitement? I think we've circled all the way back around. People are so damn excited. It's finally coming back out again. Um, Mm -hmm. Even people who bear, I think that this is like the movie for people who go for one movie a year. Like if they're going to go for one movie, every single person is taking everybody in their household and around to go to see this one just because they hear it's out finally and fun time at the movies again. So I think everyone's excited. If you're not, I mean, tweet me. Let me know why, because I would love to hear that, but I'm really excited.
0: Can I offer a reason why? Yeah. It has a runtime of two hours and forty-nine minutes. No. Which is don't an extraordinarily speak. long time. They had two um, years
1: to do more cutting. Uh
0: wait, one sixty-three two hours and forty-three minutes. I don't want somebody to at me. Two hours and forty-three minutes. That's an extraordinarily long time for James Bond. <laughs> I feel <laughs> I've really been long. The, I feel like these movies have always been a little long and like I'm okay with that with one of them. Even Skyfall. Unpopular opinion. I think Skyfall is way too long. Uh, <laughs> they, they just go on for a long time. So yeah, I'm excited for it but I do wish that we could make them a little shorter. That's all. That's all my wishes. Um, all right. Segway of October. Look at us. We're doing great. We're doing one week for every seven and a half minutes per our recording time. <laughs> so at that rate, I don't know, because I can't do the math right now. Week three, here we go. Halloween Kills, the next sequel, the next entry in the Michael Myers franchise that I don't know a single thing about, but features Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer, Anthony Michael Hall, which is a wild list of three names to read, and Scott MacArthur, who I don't know who that is. I'm assuming it's Michael Myers. Uh, Sorry, Michael Myers. I just don't like horror, so I don't know about you. But I heard the last one was good. Um, we have The Last Duel, which is Ridley Scott's next movie, which has Jodie Comer, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, among others. That one seems cool. Um, we'll get back to that. Uh, there's like a bunch of weird ones here that I don't know what are, but I want to mention them quickly because they have really weird casts. Something called Needle in a Time Stack, uh, which features Orlando Bloom, Frida Pinto, Cynthia Arrivo, and Leslie Odom Jr., which is a a group of four I would not have expected. I, That's I, I don't fun. right. It's just interesting. Like, wait, what? Orlando Bloom? I don't know. It seems weird. Uh, Extinct, uh, which is an animated movie, I believe. Uh, Adam Devine, Rachel Bloom, Ken Jeong, and Zazie Beetz. Uh, I think it's about tortoises who time travel from the Galapagos Islands to present-day Shanghai. And I think that because I just read that. <laughs> uh, and finally, my favorite one of this entire group, because it seems inappropriate, maybe? Uh, this is a movie with Kristen Shaw, J.K. Simmons, Patrick Warburton, among others. It's called Seal Team. After his best friend is killed in a shark attack, Quinn, a lovable yet tenacious seal, assembles a seal team. To fight back against a gang of sharks overtaking the neighborhood. I think this might be propaganda for American spec ops.
1: It's feeding the military (laughs) industrial complex. This is great.
0: I mean, even the plot line, I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah. um, The tagline is Jaws will drop, which honestly... (sighs) not bad I I'm gonna throw it okay, out fine. there I I'll like give it. that to them <laughs> okay so third week of October how you feeling Sula Halloween kills the last duel and those other three nonsense things I said what are you what are you thinking what are you feeling
1: so basically none of those come out the same time in the UK so I don't know what you all <laughs> have got going on no we do have we do have um we have Halloween kills and the last duel in yeah also the third week week of October I mean the last duel looks fun I I don't I don't know it looks cool I like the I like the vibes I like what Jodie Comer's got going on right now um few thoughts outside of that what about you you? know what I
0: like about it thus far is in the trailers I've seen for it Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are in very uncomfortable looking period seemingly (laughs) accurate clothing and I think that's hysterical like they don't look good If that makes sense. Like, they're not, it's not like sexy, sexy period clothing, like Game of Thrones. Like, it looks not great. And in a way where I'm like, yeah, that seems right. (laughs) Like, they just look stuffy. And I'm like, yeah, correct. Awesome. I don't know. I think that's always interesting. Like, I like when movies take people that are, at least in part, are definitely movie stars because they are attractive and they know that. And it's a great way to market a movie is come see this hot person, be a good actor. And I like when we take them and then make them. Be in things that they like aren't like any. Anytime Tom Hardy is in a movie and he has a mask on, it's just hysterical to me. Like, what <laughs> I love that. So, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, Halloween, I have no thoughts on. Congratulations to still exist, I guess. I, hasn't that franchise been running since the mid 70s? I don't so know long. that to be positive, so but I think long. that's true. And congratulations to them and Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, well done. Good luck to you. I don't, yep. I don't ever plan on engaging with you, but you know. Godspeed. Freaky
1: Friday was a goddamn masterpiece. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you.
0: All right. Fourth week of October, we have got the messiest movie of 2021. Oh, yes. Dune.
1: I mean, I think it's going to be the second messiest movie of 2021. What's number one? What's coming out the week after that?
0: Last week. You don't have a certain
1: movie musical?
0: Oh, no. That's September. That already came out here.
1: Oh, I have yeah, that yeah, in yeah, October. Yeah. So that's why I'm skipping Okay, well, we're we'll building uh, Dear to Evan it. Hansen,
0: okay, okay, Yeah, Dear Evan Hansen, which already came out here and is receiving some of the worst reviews I've ever read of a movie. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't plan on seeing that. I have no interest, but I do admit, uh, I I might catch it when it's on HBO Max just for the sheer, like, excuse me part of it because the clips I've seen thus far are baffling. Some of the faces he makes are confusing like I don't know what's going on. I don't even have the context. So um yeah. No, we yeah, talked about it fully before, looks like a fever dream. Yeah. The de aging thing, like some markets are gonna receive a de aged version where he actually quote unquote actually looks like he's seventeen. And then others are just going to have normal lead actor. And I think that's very funny. That's so funny. Um yeah. So Love unfortunately not on my list.
1: In 2021
0: Yeah. But week four for America features Dune The French Dispatch, Uh, and then some stuff I don't know what is. Uh, Looks like we got another animated movie called Ron's Gone Wrong uh, featuring uh, Zach Galifianakis and Olivia Colman and Ed Helms and Jack Dylan Grazer. Wow, good cast. Um, Oh, okay, great. It's the story of a kid in his new Alive device, which is the same plot of a. Oh, wait a minute. I saw the trailer for this, and I remember thinking this seems very familiar. Yeah. So...
1: I did the same. I don't thing. have
0: any thoughts on Ron. Let's ignore that for a second. Dune and French <laughs> Dispatch. What are you feeling?
1: How am I feeling? Uh good for Timothy Chalamet. Good for him.
0: Uh yeah, this is I a good month for him. He's opening against himself. It's a Timothy Chalamet yeah. double feature. Dune and French Dispatch. You can see twice the Timothy on October 22nd in America.
1: And Eric, I have a question for you then. So you're forced to have a Timothy extravaganza and see them both? Uh, okay. You know, it's a full chlamydia experience. In what order do you see them? I think there's a correct answer, but <laughs> in what order are you seeing them? Back to back. Uh, same I day. think
0: you have to start with French Dispatch, because yeah. I don't think you want to enter French Dispatch with the Dune juices still on you. You know? <laughs> you gotta come in fresh. Yeah. Even if, if it's good or bad, I don't know, but like Denis Villeneuve is like a very specific guy that has a very specific tone. And I don't think I want to go into a Wes Anderson movie after coming out of one of his movies. That seems like a rough double feature. So, yeah, I think you got to start with French Dispatch.
1: Yeah, I'm 100% behind you. I also think that for everyone who is, and, you know, all power to you, this is the way to live life, has avoided all of the Dune reviews, we should probably recap. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's not it's not great. It's not a great oh, series it's of reviews. W- it's wild. Really, really messy.
0: It's wild. It, just the whole experience has been wild. Like, the, the decisions of when to release uh, exclusive or not, uh, the actual process of making it, the reviews, the classic let's ask a filmmaker about the Marvel movie unnecessarily. Uh, it's been a, a truly, truly wild ride for seemingly no good reason. Um, for a movie that I'm not clear how many people know exists or care about like i feel like there's a lot of very avid dune people who are like i loved the original movie and or i'm a huge fan of the book i don't think that population is very big i think they're very loud that's my theory
1: yeah yep. i don't
0: think the average person knows what the hell dune is i get that it's like a foundational sci-fi text i'm not don't yell at me internet but uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't think it's a big group, but I don't know. I'm excited. Why not? Zendaya's in it. Oscar Isaac's in it. Sounds good. It <laughs> Doesn't take much anymore. I just want to get out of the house.
1: <laughs> sandworms. What's not I think it's an interesting.
0: It is an interesting pairing, though. I think Dune and French Dispatch are such a weird pairing of like Wes Anderson's specific like goofiness, kind of like whimsy, winking at you, aren't I? A silly goose movie and that's like a lot of his tone and then Denevianov who just makes very like emotionally slogging movies that last a very long time uh this one is two hours and 35 minutes i think uh yeah <laughs> he always makes very long movies and they always are very very you know he just puts you through the puts you through the uh, the paces. So, anyway, uh, yeah, it sounds like we're both going to see these. Um, do you? Let me ask this: Do you plan on seeing both of them in theaters, yes. like right away? Yep. Okay. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah,
0: that helps. Um, and apparently, neither of us cares about Ron's Gone Wrong. So, sorry, Zach uh, Galifianakis, but I don't know. We'll see. All right. Last week of October, we've got three movies. We've got antlers, which I just found out exists while I was reading it. It has Kerry Russell in it and Jesse Plemons. And it looks like it's about a deer. I made that up, but I assume that's true. Uh, I mean, last that's night like not Soho. even
1: slightly <laughs> capturing it, but go ahead. <laughs>
0: You'll you'll, you'll cover the rest. Uh, Second one, Last Night in Soho. This has been another big one. Edgar Wright, uh, Anna Taylor-Joy leading the charge on that one. This has been like a really big like, oh, we're so excited for this movie. And has also had messy reviews coming out of Toronto. Uh, And then finally, some movie that I don't know about uh, that stars Amanda Seyfried uh, called A Mouthful of Air, which... Uh, this is going to sound rude, but the poster, the title, it looks like a movie that I fall asleep during. Doesn't mean I'm not going to see it. Doesn't mean I will fall asleep. I'm just saying that historically, movies that have this look and that title are ones where I take a nap. Even if I shouldn't. I mean, you said, said
1: it. You said it. <laughs> you said it all. This man has said it all.
0: That's it. Uh, you know what movie did that to me? Melancholia with Kirsten Dunst.
1: Oh, that's understandable.
0: Yeah, I think that movie is really beloved among like a very intense group of indie people. And I... Oh, boy, that movie put me to sleep. I really wanted to be a part of it, but it's not Kirsten's fault. It's just a very moody movie. Uh, all right, how are you feeling about Antlers, Last Night in Soho, and apparently a Mouthful of Air? Any, anything jumping out of you?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm excited about Last Night in Soho. I, uh, I like the cast. I just want to see what what everybody in that movie has got going on. I just, I like Anya Taylor-Joy. I think she's, I think she's real cool. Tommaso McKenzie is wonderful and fantastic in the exactly one role that we both loved her in uh, that I've seen. Uh, I mean, Diana Rigg, of course. Uh, It just looks like some, some fun neon lights. I mean, I really don't know what this movie is about at all. I just enjoyed all the colors and the posters. So I will for sure see it. I hear it's about fashion, which I like. Um, I think it's supposed
0: to be very like uh, classical Hollywood, right? Isn't that the idea?
1: That's the vibe I'm getting from again still yeah. images that I have observed. Uh, yeah. I could have watched the trailer, I just didn't. You know how I like to not be prepared. Um, oh, she seems um, like the pick though. for that, though. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she has that classic like she could
0: Fit. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: She has that. She has that big time. The it belongs 50 years ago look. About now her. tell us about
0: antlers. I assume it's a documentary about deer.
1: Of course. It is a it's about taxidermy. Uh, it is mm-hmm. not. It is a it's a, it's a horror movie actually. It's all I know about it is it's set in Oregon and it's about some kid who I believe sort of traps a supernatural mythical has been around for thousands of years creature with many antlers in his home. Uh that sounds like a deer. just is yep, it sounds like a deer, but it's a spook deer <laughs> and it has got a lot of antlers. So, uh, Classic old, situation. old deer. Yeah, you know how you just keep one in your home, uh, for yep. fun. And, uh, it's, uh, about the school, te- his school teacher who discovers that he's, he's keeping this animal in his house and, uh, stuff goes down, but I've heard it's a now, actually interesting story.
0: I'm not saying these are exactly the same, but antlers and lamb sure do seem to have some similarities. In so much as they both sound like, I mean, the plot of Lamb, to my knowledge, is a family acts as though a lamb that they own is their child. And then also it's a horror movie. So both of these movies sound like they're about uh, people who find a woodland animal who's not meant to be in the situation it's in, and then they put it in that situation, and then it's a horror movie. So I guess that's a pretty wide bucket, but it just, you know, we're getting a lot of quadrupedal herbivore-based horror movies this fall. And that's interesting, I guess.
1: And that is and that <laughs> what an is interesting how statement. <laughs> you find themes in your English Glad literature exam in yep. high school.
0: Yep. Sign yep. me up. God, I could be a good film professor. And we All should stress right.
1: that Lamp is in an Icelandic <laughs> and uh, Antler yep. is a set in Oregon. But apart from that, they're the same movie. Right, so just, Which is know, very
0: similar. Time. Iceland and Oregon. Uh, Oregon is known as the Iceland of the Northwest. I,
1: I honestly don't know if you're making that up
0: is that a thing? i am indeed
1: oh, <laughs> wildly making it
0: up although i will say this the pacific northwest does have a volcano and iceland kind of famous for its volcanoes i mean there's other volcanoes and, in and the, US, but, are the you know.
1: same place
0: yeah that's about it uh all right before my thoughts derail any further let's move on to everyone's next favorite month november i have no idea what i'm saying uh, November opens strong, strong opening with Marvel back oh, again yeah. uh, with Eternals from Chloe Zhao, uh, starring Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden, Salma Hayek, and many others. Uh, and then, of course, Spencer, which, according to all the festival reviews, which, granted, those can always change later, but we we might just be looking at our Best Actress Oscars 2021 22 season. Yep. Uh Spencer from Pablo Larraín and starring Christian Stewart. Uh so, out of those, how you feeling? What you thinking?
1: Oh, do you not have any other movies coming out on that weekend?
0: That's it. That's all I got. There's another one but I don't know what it is and per my previous rules, I'm skipping them. <laughs> I'm
1: Okay, well I, I also don't really know much about them. Uh, we have a movie called The Card Counter. Maybe you have it in a different weekend. But uh that's it's Oscar Isaac, out, I think.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's out well, here. But boy, I don't know anything oh boy, about I'm it, so the please enlighten here. us.
1: Oh, I don't know anything. I just know Oscar Isaac. I assume it's about card counting.
0: That's, <laughs> that's my best guess. Is it Oscar You're Isaac does me. gambling?
1: I mean it does look like that. Yeah. Sounds right. That's literally it. Yeah. I feel uh, like that movie you know comes good out for him?
0: once every few years. Am I wrong about that? isn't there Molly's like a Molly's Game
1: yeah yeah.
0: you put in like a hey I'm a person who counts cards casino movie every like five years I feel like that I don't know how else to describe it but like there was a movie with Kevin Spacey back in the early 2000s I think there was another one in the late 2000s oh there yeah was one in the 2010s 21 that's what it was called like I feel like that kind of same thing I, all I'm getting at is wh- there must be a market for these movies that I don't know about <laughs> uh, what a specific genre Anyway, curious, curious forward.
1: Yeah, important representation for all the car- card counters out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, feeling seen, and they need to feel seen on a regular basis, so I'm, you know, happy for them. Uh, you know, go, go out and do your crimes. I, I didn't say that, if anybody asks. Uh, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm of course very excited about Eternals and Spencer. I am super, super excited. Two movies I will for sure, for sure barring i don't know what the health crises uh may be in november uh going to the theaters big asterisks yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but asterisks even bigger than the font that i'm using uh we'll be going to see them in theaters i'm extremely excited uh i i i actually haven't i don't know if there's a trailer for spencer out i'm assuming there is but the last thing i saw of it was only the okay for sure it's out in a month or so but um no two months but uh, all I saw actually was the the original the photos that released really really early this year of you know first look at Kristen Stewart as Diana and uh, yeah. right from then I was sold. So trailers
0: very good, very good. Okay,
1: that's yeah. wonderful. I'm very excited.
0: And I liked Jackie a lot. Um, I did not see the the follow up movie. I forget what the second one is in his sort of trilogy of movies about famous women, um, but. I love Jackie and I don't think it got enough attention, so I'm psyched for Spencer. Kristen Stewart, uh, I feel like has been proving her acting chops for quite some time in a way that has not you know, I mean, obviously this is a really easy comparison to make, but in the same way that Robert Pattinson was just like very quiet for a while and then is sort of like coming out of the woodwork. You know what I mean? Lots and lots of indie movies that do really well, but the larger populace does not know exists. Uh, and then suddenly sort of the big explosion movie, like Spencer for, for Kristen Stewart. And I think very much either Tenet or obviously the upcoming Batman for Robert Pattinson. So, uh, very excited for, for all of these.
1: Me too. And of course, Eternals. I'm going to use this space briefly to ask you a question about the Eternals movie. Go for it. So you know how they say, uh, that it's explained in the Eternals trailer why they didn't interfere when Thanos was Thanosing?
0: Yes, I do know about that in the trailer.
1: Did you understand it? Because I watched the trailer several times, and all I understand is something like "we were told not to," which sounds a lot yes. like something the Nazis said. So I don't know. Uh, is that it? Is there no, a better no, explanation?
0: No. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I'll say this: like, obviously, I don't know the explanation in the movie, but given the trailer alone. Um, I very much... Like, I think this is a very familiar trope. You just have to go to the right source material. I think the idea is that they are obviously servants of a much larger power. um, And something that is probably going to be akin to a god. And they have been tasked to not interfere, right? So, like, whatever they're here on Earth for, we don't know. I don't know. But, basically, if it doesn't involve their mission, then they're not supposed to actually interfere. And what I'm getting at is the Eternals – I don't know anything about Eternals from the comics. So everything I'm about to tell you is based on my knowledge of literally, like, the names alone and the trailer and what I'm inferring. Which is all of the names of the cast – or the, the characters, rather – are uh, uh, mythological figures, right? So uh, the names of the characters uh, – Angelina Jolie, for example, plays Thena. Richard Madden plays Icarus. Ajax, Circe, uh, uh, Kingo, Sprite, Phaestos, Gilgamesh—literally just the name Gilgamesh—they didn't even mess with it. Um, all of those are like mythological creatures, Athena, Icarus, or whatever figures, right? Icarus, Athena, uh, Ajax um, from from the Trojan War, Circe, uh, and uh, uh, Hephaestus. What I'm getting at is. I think when you see the names, what it should clue you into is that the theme or the... Not the theme, but the uh, aesthetic of this movie is going to be Greek mythology. And pretty famously in Greek mythology, the gods are not supposed to mess with Earth. Now, they do it all the time, right? But they do it by cheating, right? Where it's like they get a champion and they get their champion to be super cool and they give them a bunch of stuff and they say, okay, great, now you're going to go screw with this place because it belongs to Aphrodite and I'm mad at her because I'm Hera. And then Aphrodite chooses her own person and then they mess around. Right. And that's the whole point is like all the, the Trojan Wars just the gods screwing with each other kind of a thing. So I think that's the idea you're supposed to get is it's very much like a, they did not interfere because they're not supposed to. And I think the reason they're not supposed to is because it is meant to emulate the Greek mythology that they are clearly drawing from. I think the more applicable or like immediate thing you could point to is is Percy Jackson. It has exactly the same thing of Percy Jackson. Like, they're not. The gods aren't supposed to interfere, so they just have kids who do it anyway. That would be my... That's my pitch. I'm not saying any of that is right. That's just my theory.
1: They really should pay you. That was very good. That took me from active doubt to active excitement, which is a, a desert to cross, so congratulations. I mean, I was very excited all along. I just had some... Uh, uh, what is the word? Ethical doubts. I still sure. do, but you know. I think my bigger confusion
0: it's not real. I'm, I'm never, man, this is suddenly becoming a journalist podcast, and that's okay. Um, I'm never that worried about the like, why didn't you do the thing? Because, I mean, the ant, like, I guess why I'm never worried about it is I know the real world answer, which is like, we didn't know that was happening yet. So, <laughs> you know, like, it's just like, we can't, the, 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 I don't know. I'm always like fine with ignoring it. I'm like, I get it. It's fine. We don't need to explain why Ant-Man didn't stop JFK from being assassinated or something like who cares? Like I'm more interested in the story being told than the larger, like, oh, why didn't this occur? I do think it's unnecessary for them to keep drawing attention to it. I think by drawing attention to it, you are causing people to ask that question and kind of have the feelings that you were just saying of like, well then if you're going to draw attention to it, then that does beg the question, why didn't you do it? And like, if you just hadn't brought it up, I think it would be fine. I don't. I don't need to have that explanation. Uh, I'm assuming you didn't mess with Thanos because you didn't. It's okay. I don't. I don't really need it. So, I do think that's a mistake. And in every property thus far, they have said it. Like literally, every Marvel show, they're like, "How come you didn't do anything about Thanos?" And at a certain point, I'm like, "All right, it's it's all good. We don't need to have a reason. It's because this isn't a real universe. It's a fake universe. <laughs> so." Just ignore it, um, but they mm-hmm. keep bringing it up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, that's what I'm getting at. Is I feel like your I feel like your mm-hmm. inclination to be stuck with it is right because they will not stop bringing it up, like in their own movies. And I think that's I a
1: mistake. Have a pushback. Okay, which hit me with is it. not very founded. It's more just an annoying pushback. Which is it. that I think that there are going to always be people like me. Who, even if you don't bring it up, and especially if you don't bring it up, we really want to know. Like, I really, really am thinking about it. I really am. And I don't mean that I expect, like, an airtight, okay. like, you explain exactly every moment to account for why you took every yep. decision. You know, I don't I don't need it to, to work airtight. But I do need it. And I'm going to get real annoyed if they don't. I, I don't know. I need it. it it's weird to me. I don't, I don't mean that like the movie that's going to come out 10 years from now should explain its link to the very first MCU movie, but if it's like within a reasonable time period of the last pretty big thing that happened, I do kind of want them to give it a shot because if you're going to put in the effort to make this linked universe, then I want to see your brain cogs working and connecting all the dots. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I I, I mean, I'm not saying it's a very, it's a fair or fun requirement, but I, I do, I, it will nag at me and I think there are people like me.
0: No, I think that makes sense because basically it's kind of like a, I, it, let me, tell, tell me if I'm mischaracterizing your words. But to me, what it feels like is sort of like you're saying they can't have their cake and eat it too, right? Like they're celebrating the fact that they can create these really big interconnected worlds and look at us, be proud of us, look at how cool this is and all the details we said. And then they're like, well, but don't ask us like when it doesn't connect. <laughs> so like, I, and I think that makes sense then to have that feeling of like, but if you're going to be proud about that, like you need to be able to answer to all of it. I think that's a fair thing. Like they've been very sort of obtuse about it. So I think that's fair. Also, frankly, it helps me understand why they would put it in a trailer because if there are lots of people who share your same sentiments, then it makes sense to have that answered. Um, Frankly, I don't know why they just don't say that everybody from now on was snapped. Like, I guess that'd be a big coincidence, but it's not a coincidence because it's fiction. <laughs> but like, I love that. They could like just said, say that I, I, everyone's sense was snapped. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. well, sorry They're I wasn't just here. Like they
1: were all gone. I don't know. Couldn't do anything because I was <laughs> yep. gone. But that's what, I, that's what I mean is 100% to, to stop this from turning into an Eternals podcast. I, I I don't need anything beyond what you said. Like, even if you just give me like, Man, it's based on the premise of Greek mythology, which means it's all about how they don't want to mess. You know, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's it. Yep. That is my entire answer. I don't care. I don't need to know anything more. But if you don't give me that yep. at all, I'm be like, mm, you know, so, yeah, that works. I'm
0: going to I'm going to segue us back by saying that uh, I doubt that Spencer will touch on why Kristen Stewart's Princess Diana did not stop Thanos. I don't imagine that will be part of the story. But you know what? I can't say it's like for sure, you know.
1: So I want to say this out of love. That was on the bottom end of your segues, like yeah, one of the worst the, ones, right? It's not at the top. It's not it's okay. the top.
0: You can cut that segue out. Then we can do a different segue about Belfast. No, I, I don't have I a segue I for that. Measure
1: humility. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, moving on to the second week of November, we have Kenneth Branagh's Belfast, uh, and that's it. Uh, at least here i don't know what this other one is so we're skipping it um belfast uh good reviews out of toronto film festival um although most of the reviews i saw fall under a common Oscary theme which is people were either like wow this is a very good movie or they said this is one of the more boring movies i've ever seen in my life and i can't believe it's going to win best picture i don't have any thoughts i haven't seen it but i just think it's interesting any thoughts yeah. on Belfast? And it's
1: all black and white, which is some real Oscar fare if I've ever yeah. seen yeah. some.
0: Uh, any thoughts on Belfast? Have you seen the trailer? Do you have any any knowledge of it? Nah. All right. Well, Kenneth Branagh, I guess we'll see you on November 12th. Uh, next week, we've <laughs> we got... We will
1: not be doing that because it's one day before <laughs> my birthday, but good for him.
0: Oh, right. Uh, the week after that, we have Ghostbusters Afterlife uh, from Jason Reitman starring Finn Wolfhard, McKenna Grace... Among others, um, it's like the next Ghostbusters movie, but not from the last one, but from the previous ones. So, that'll be fun. Uh, King Richard, which is Will Smith's Oscar movie. That's how I'm pitching it. I think I'm right about that. I don't mean getting it. I mean, like, he wants one. That's, that's
1: He wants it so bad. Yeah.
0: He yeah. wants it bad. Uh, and then there's two movies that I don't know. So, I'm going to ignore them. Uh, Ghostbusters, King Richard, what are your thoughts?
1: Uh, I only know actually about King Richard. I don't think we even get Ghostbusters here. And I don't mean in that week, I mean never at all. <laughs> they're so not doing I've it the way no, They're not
0: releasing it in the UK? That can't be right.
1: I don't know. You Google it, I don't see it anywhere.
0: <laughs> they're just like, you know, who doesn't <laughs> so care about ghosts in the know. UK? <laughs> They don't like don't, ghosts don't at all over there. Yeah, they don't have ghosts They don't have ghosts. The Church, Church of England England Ghosts.
1: That's anti-ghosts. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, so Britain that leaves me with the one movie. Britain famously does not care
0: for Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Apparently. <laughs> oh, God. All right. We got well, to went into a fight with Billy Bobby Richard. Brown one time and she banned him from her country. <laughs> Uh, King Richard, man. Uh, I mean, looks like more Oscar fair for sure. Uh, I yeah. mean, for those who don't know, it's like the you know the, the story ostensibly of um, Venus and Serena Williams' uh, dad and you know the sort of coaching he gave them. Uh, yeah, that's all I know about it actually. But I think I'll, I mean I'll watch it. I, I, I have to know. I have to know how it is. But yeah, I'm not it... like awfully excited.
0: Everything about the trailer and the framing, just like we said, it's, it's, it feels like this is Will Smith going after the Oscar, like hard. Um, I don't know anything about this story. I don't know anything about the real life story. So I have no thoughts on any of that. I do think it's interesting and I've seen other people point this out of like, uh, it is just interesting that this movie seemingly centers their father and not them. Like kind of like the first bid we get at those two incredibly famous sports figures is about their dad and not them. So uh, there's just something interesting about that, but I don't know. I have no other thoughts. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Here's the thing. I'm what you might call a sucker. Um, it doesn't take much to get me excited about something. I don't have any connection to Ghostbusters. <laughs> like it's not. I wasn't around for its existence in the 1980s. I saw it as a kid, like a lot of people. I liked it. I never particularly loved it, but... You know, I like it. I enjoy it as a concept. I frankly like the animated series more because I was a kid. Um, I like the 2016 one uh, quite a bit. Um, it's not the best movie, but it's enjoyable. It's funny. And there's something about this trailer that every time it plays, I'm like, oh, God, yes, I can't wait to return to Ghostbusters. As though I have something to return to. I, it works. <laughs> like, I I am an absolute sucker for nostalgia, even when it's fake nostalgia for something I can't have nostalgia for. It just seeps into my bones. And I'm all for it. I'm into this movie. I can't wait to be disappointed and to be confused and not care. But for the time being, wow, I can't wait to return to something I wasn't alive for. <laughs> so excited! <laughs> so Grady Weaver's back. That sounds fun. Very exciting. Paul Rudd's in it. I,
1: I hope that they decide to drop it here because I want to see it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I share every single emotion you just said. So uh, I, I'm I, such a
0: sucker. Yeah.
1: Equally, equally excited.
0: All right. Final week in November. We've got three. No, I'm. I'm. Well, okay. We have two movies, and I was going to say a third. I'll explain in a second why I'm not counting the third. <laughs> We've got two movies that matter. Oops, that's judgmental. We have two movies that are things that I've heard of. Well,
1: don't we stop have now.
0: In Kanto, Disney's next animated movie, uh, uh, starring uh, uh, Stephanie Beatrice. And Diane Guerrero and Wilmer Valderrama, among others. Uh, And I believe music brought to you by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, uh, And then we have The House of Gucci. Another Ridley Scott movie. He's dropping two this year. With Adam Driver, Salma Hayek, Al Pacino, Jared Leto. And, of course, uh, I was going to say the titular character. But that doesn't really make sense. But the person on the poster, Lady Gaga. So uh those are the two big ones uh the third one it's resident evil so i was like oh it's gonna be a big it's another big resident evil movie but the second listed name is robbie amel and there's no way that's a big movie then (laughs) i don't mean to be mean to robbie amel but like (laughs) that's clearly not like a frontline movie if not the main amel is in it then i don't think it's like the primary movie of the last week in November. So sorry to Robbie Amell, but um, Shalila, what wow. do you feel about Encanto and House of Gucci?
1: <laughs> can't we're gonna do this to Robbie Amell. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Robbie. you're telling me his starring turn in The Duff didn't uh, convince you of his A-list status. Uh, <laughs> oh man, oh, poor guy. Um, he'll always be the other Amell, and you know maybe there's some there's some comfort in that. Constancy is good. But uh, no, it doesn't look very good, so let's skip over that indeed. Yep. Um, I think I'm gonna I'm very excited to go see Encanto actually. I think it looks uh, cute as hell and I want to uh, support that entire cast and I'm sure it'll actually just genuinely be a joy. I would be shocked if it was a like below mediocre movie. I think yeah. probably at, at, at worst it'll be fun and fine. At best, it might actually be really good. I don't know about the reviews or anything, but I know people are excited. It's Disney. Yep. It's going to be a fun time. So I'm very excited. Uh, looks like a good one. Uh, I'm ready. getting ready for the real Lin-Manuel Miranda energy. I think there's there seems to be like twice every calendar year when you just have to grit your teeth and be like, this is going to be a real Lin-Manuel Miranda time. And then it is. And if you go full Hamilton mentally, then you'll enjoy it. So I'm, I'm going to do that. <clears throat> um... I don't know how to feel about House of Gucci. I think that one poster picture with Adam Driver and uh, Lady Gaga is hilarious. Uh, I also think it's so funny that they were like, man, who's Italian? And then just went straight to her and Al Pacino, I guess. Uh, But I don't know if the reviews start sounding really good uh, come November, then I'll go. How do you feel?
0: Yeah, I think very similarly I'm I'm excited for in the sense that like I'm a I'm a sucker, so anything <laughs> Disney puts out, I'll go watch because marketing in the 90s is a real beast. Um, I'm excited. It's good cast, like you said, and it's, you know, I'm always into animated features. I like animation a lot. Um, I'm tepid on Lynn manuel Miranda at this point, which I think is being very generous. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wish I was more excited for it. I'll say that. Um, I think I wish there was another composer behind it, but we'll see. Uh, House of Gucci, I don't know anything about. I don't know anything about Gucci. I don't know I don't know anything about anything. I know nothing. Uh but Ridley Scott, I mean it's, it's just a legendary director. Like I don't I don't know. There's in other words, like I feel like I'm excited because of all the pieces, even if I don't know what the picture is. Does that make sense? Like yep. the cast is good, the director's good. So yeah, I guess I'm excited. Even knowing literally nothing about it, I'm like, sure, why not? That's a pretty all star cast, so Sounds good to me. We'll see if Lady Gaga can pull out two Oscar movies in less than five years. That'd be a pretty... Hmm, I'm going to make a statement without any data. Would that be the first like, pop star to pull out two Oscar-nominated movies in a five-year span? Do we think there's a possibility that's true? I can't
1: think of an exception, but... if it isn't then barely so i don't know
0: i can't think of like an immediate exception but i have no doubt that i'm wrong (laughs) Like i don't i don't know why or why would be wrong but i imagine i'm wrong uh but i'm gonna stick with it anyway all right that's november let's move to december first week of december i got nothing nothing well that's not true there's two things but i don't know what they are anything for you in the first week of december anything that you're like wow what a cool thing here in the uk (laughs)
1: there's nothing cool in the uk what are you talking about uh what do we have uh we have yeah there's this uh first week of december do you have blue bayou uh
0: no i no i know what you're talking about i don't know when it comes out though
1: Okay, because I I also didn't realize it was coming out. I never took note of the date exactly, but I've been excited about this movie. So I uh, oh, it's already out. That's why. We'll for sure, be seeing it. Ah, okay. Well, we get it all the way in December.
0: Is that a <sighs> is it a, a Korean movie? Am I right about that or wrong about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's actually a Korean production or anything. I think it might be a like a fully uh, I don't know Western studio made movie, but the story is about a like a Korean American man Got who it. you know ties to homeland things like that. It's a one of those oh, it was a big movies, movie. But for, I think it's for okay. straight up American. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, if not American, it's like British or something because Alicia Vikander is in it. Uh, got it. She's the she's the love interest. But I'm very excited about it. It looks uh, looks like one of those movies I really like. <laughs> I don't yep. know how else to put it. So I'm um, excited. Like we've, we've got some other weird stuff, but as we say, we only talk about what we like. On <laughs> we this only podcast. talk about what we
0: recognize. All right. So, Next one up. We've got. December tenth, the movie that I am most shocked about, and I'll explain why in a second. West Side Story, the remake from Steven Spielberg, yep. starring Ansel Elgort, among many others. Here's the thing: when I first heard that Spielberg was doing an adoption of West Side Story, I was like, "Okay, well, I, what a! Can't wait to skip that." Like I just there's no part of me that was like, "Great, what a wonderful decision." Um, <laughs> I like Spielberg a lot. I don't particularly care for his later work, like his most recent stuff. I think it's fine, but generally kind of sloggy. And West Side Story is already so fraught with issues, I can't imagine him being the person (laughs) to lead the charge on that reboot. And then I saw the trailer. And I don't know if it's because of my aforementioned nostalgia problem or what, even though I don't have any nostalgia for that movie. I saw it for the first time in the pandemic. But, my God, it looks really good. I think part of it is because it looks like it is supposed to be emulating the original. Like, it's shot like the original. Like, it looks...
1: Yep. Yes, yes. There's
0: no way this doesn't get a nomination for Best Picture. Hollywood's going to eat it up. It looks like a pure celebration of classical Hollywood in a way that... Like, in a more sincere way than La La Land, if that makes sense. So... I I went from being completely disinterested to immensely excited, even though I still have a lot of trepidation.
1: (laughs) No, I share that. I I actually was excited about it because of uh, Rachel Zegler, the one who plays, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her last name wrong, but I've only ever read it on Twitter a hundred times. I've never heard her say it, so I just say it how I read it. So hopeful, excited, and uh, with you in that I think it's going to attract a bunch of Oscar nods.
0: All right, so that brings us to our uh, penultimate week of December because nothing is releasing on 31st. So uh, we, of course, on December 17th, at least in the United States, we open up with Spider-Man No Way Home, which uh, I'm going to nominate as the most exciting trailer of the fall season for no other reason than nostalgia and being suckers for that. Uh, Nightmare Alley the next Guillermo del Toro movie with Bradley Cooper, Rooney Mara, Kate Blanchett among others um, some movie called The Lost Daughter which I don't know anything about I'm breaking my rules here but I'm bringing it up because it's directed <laughs> by Maggie Gyllenhaal and it has Olivia yeah, Coleman in it, Dakota Johnson Peter Sarsgaard that's interesting um, so talk to me I mean we're definitely going to talk about Spider-Man more obviously oh, yeah. but Hit me with your your quick hit thoughts here. Spider-Man, Nightmare Alley, Lost Daughter.
1: Spider-Man, I'm so excited. Those are all my thoughts. Uh, I couldn't be more excited. I'm so excited. I'm so freaking excited. Every time a Spider-Man trailer comes out, and this has been true since I was, I want to say, like 10, maybe before, uh, I just want to skip time forward as fast as possible to the day it drops because I can't bear to live until the next movie comes out. And I love Spider-Man movies that much, and I think we both do. So, uh, Spider-Man... Yep. Yeah.
0: Alfred Molina saying, Hello, Peter, was everything.
1: Oh, to my heart don't and soul. remind me. Oh, don't remind me. I have <laughs> so to wait great. months to see that. Oh, oh, I'm so man. excited. Okay, well, dear lovely listeners, you're going to hear so much about that movie.
0: All right, so what about Nightmare Alley? Guillermo del Toro, uh, kind of a crime drama instead of his normal, I'm not going to say normal, but... He tends to lean toward horror occasionally. Yes. I guess he's done a lot of things. So um, how are you feeling about Nightmare Alley? I didn't know about it until this exact second.
1: Me either. But now I'm excited. Now cool cast. Telling. Yeah. Who's uh, in it?
0: I feel like I haven't seen Bradley Cooper in a bit. Bradley Cooper, Rooney Mara, and Kate uh, Blanchett.
1: Oh, I like that.
0: Among others. Paul nice Anderson, uh, some others. Uh, sure. Willem, and by others, I meant Willem Dafoe, <laughs> Mary Steenburgen,
1: <laughs> uh, Tony Collette, there. Ron <laughs>
0: Perlman, <laughs> Jesus, Tim Blake This is exciting. Wow. Richard Jenkins is in this? Oh, my God. There's a lot of people in this movie. I went from excited to, like, very excited. I don't know anything about it, but um, I feel like I haven't seen Bradley Cooper in a bit. Am I right? I feel like he yeah, kind of dipped out after Stars Born.
1: And that's good. Good
0: for Other than voicing Rocket and never... Like, being part of the whole Marvel kind of media circuit. Yep. He's really not part of it. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. Uh, we both found out about The Last Daughter in the last 10 seconds, I assume. Um, unless you really have been following Maggie Gyllenhaal's career, and I don't know it. So, uh, what do you think about that? Any thoughts yeah. on Maggie Gyllenhaal directing Olivia Colman and Dakota Johnson?
1: Uh, great, great excitement about it are my thoughts. Uh, Seems like a cool. I'm parent. going to go look up more on that movie because it sounds good, and if it's, it's not, really I cool p- parent, probably yeah. will support it anyway. Yeah,
0: I don't. Maggie Hall I feel like, has had a career that I don't follow very closely, but I've never disliked what she's doing. Um, so that's. Not a super strong (laughs) statement, but, you know,
1: whatever. Why not? (laughs) Not the strongest endorsement. Uh, I mean, I think it's a a vote at all that we know literally nothing about it. But we're like, hey, man, that sounds good. Because that's something. Not a lot of people could pull that out of me.
0: All right. Now we got to move on to to the real meat of it all. The final week of December, which is the, of course, Christmas Eve release leading into the new year. Like, this is the big, big guns. Opening up with The Matrix Resurrections from Lana Wachowski, uh, starring everybody you know and love from The Matrix, except for one person, (laughs) which is (laughs) confusing. Uh, The King's Man, which is the Kingsman prequel, starring Ray Fiennes and more, uh, from Matthew Vaughn. Sing 2, the sequel to Sing. Shocking. No one, I guess. Um, Except I don't think that... Uh, I think the cast has changed a little bit. I might be wrong. Uh, we have a Denzel directed movie, A Journal for Jordan. Uh, Denzel Washington directed, starring Michael B. Jordan. Uh, which is a uh, 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 it looks like kind of like a not a war movie, but it's a it's a a, a movie about a soldier. Um, we have Serrano. From Joe Wright, starring Hayley Bennett, Ben Mendelsohn, Peter Dinklage. Um, And then at the bottom of this, I don't know what this is, but it's called Licorice Pizza. And I'm already excited. It's being directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. And it has Bradley Cooper, Ben Stiller, and Maya Rudolph. So, Uh I don't know what that is, but I'm into it. Um... Yeah, we also have a movie called American Underdog with Zachary Levi, Anna Paquin, Dennis Quaid and Adam Baldwin. So, quite a weird little mix here on December 24th. That's a, a lot of things to process. Selection. Yeah. yeah. Um, you want to you want to give us a rundown on your first thoughts?
1: Yeah, my first thoughts are I'm mad we're not getting most of those. We only get two. We just get the big ones. We get uh Well, you know the big ones, Matrix and Kingsman. And, American exceptionalism uh, I mean, at I'm not work, even right there. That excited about? It. <laughs> I'm really upset now. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. Also, yeah. what an interesting comeback season for Bradley Cooper. Good for him. Good for him. I think he's going to have a fun holiday season. Or I, I sure hope he does. You know what? This I don't is a wild, wild anymore.
0: December 24th. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I also I, I'm having weird race. nostalgic flashbacks to. Uh, this season uh, two years ago which is the last time that any of us got a real sort of holiday movie season which was like the little yeah. women time right it was a good time
0: mm, I'm yeah yeah long.
1: yeah I'm nostalgic for
0: and that i think time. so uh, it, it's yeah. it's it's comparable obviously this year is the king's man <laughs> that's the obvious uh, the, the king's man <laughs> prequel i think is very similar to little women uh in that it features a gender description in the title <laughs> and then also an adverb uh, or possibly <laughs> a suggestion of size and a gender <laughs> suggestive of size and or status the king's man um, well
1: that's great my take is that this is a probably a hot take but I think the king's man is like stranger things in that I, I think that the ones they keep making are probably going to be very good because uh, they hit on some gold there and the cast is good as long as Uh, people who are affiliated keep coming back. It will be good and unique. But also, they should have probably stopped at the first one. And that's just Mm. how I feel about both of those things.
0: Yeah. So, let's see. I don't know anything about American... Or, sorry. (laughs) Licorice Pizza, American Underdog, or Serrano. Cast (laughs) seems cool.
1: Licorice.
0: That's it. Denzel directing. I'm on board. That's great. I like Michael Jordan a lot. Great. I didn't like Sing One, uh, which was just called Sing. But... I will probably see Sing 2 because, again, the part about me being a sucker. So here's the two that matter. (laughs) Matrix Resurrections and the Kingsman. I agree with you completely. I liked Kingsman 1 well enough. Kingsman 2, I was less into. But I will say that the American Kingsman, which I don't remember the name of. The President's men. That's probably not it. (laughs) The (laughs) President's folks. uh, Were hilarious like i it's like they i don't think i care for the lead and i don't think that like as a whole they get me but there's always like one little shtick that i'm like that's pretty funny and this time around it feels like kind of the same thing i like that it's like ray fines teaching young uh uh what's his face colin firth how to be a kingsman and jamon and susan and he's great and also i think it features uh uh, what's his face? Rasputin, I think. So, I don't know. Why not? Uh, just uh, it doesn't have the lead. The the who's the guy who led the last one? Who's the who's the main kid? I don't remember his name.
1: Taron Egerton.
0: Thank you. I'm not that into Taron Egerton. No, fa- I have nothing against you, Taron Egerton. Just not. I don't know. You're not. You and I are not on the same bus. That's a metaphor. Um, yeah. Matrix Resurrections, on the other hand, ugh, God, couldn't be more excited. I love that the under the description of the movie, it currently says the plot is currently unknown. Every other movie on this entire list has a plot description, and this one does not. That's great. Keanu Reeves, amazing. Carrie Amos, back. Yaya Abdul-Mateen, amazing. Uh, love him. Um, I don't know. How could I be more or less excited about this movie? It comes out on 12-22-21, which means it's one two, two 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 one two 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 one.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah, it's just all good. I I I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know how I could be excited. Like the Matrix is back. That's great. It's an amazing franchise. I like all three of them. Hot take. And yeah, it's great. The Wachowskis are back. Hopefully, we get a, a Speed Racer sequel. <laughs> I doubt it, but that'd be cool. <laughs> um yeah that's all i gotta say about matrix i just don't know how you can't be excited about that to one degree or other like it's just such a famous thing and it's back and not in like a nostalgia way seemingly like that is not the bend they're going for and i'm excited about that so anyway that my friend is the fall movie slate so hold
1: on do you not get clifford
0: no clifford is not releasing in the united states this fall
1: we did talk about this. Man. I, I mean, believe. I had to sit through one hour of this looking for a kicker to be like, ah, oh, goddamn, the UK has this and you don't, and it was gonna be Clifford. No, I was yeah, building the it. Clifford? Clifford. Good job. <laughs> wow, I bet you're you're just dying of envy. Just sitting it there uh, stewing removed. in jealousy.
0: It has been removed oh. from the American uh, uh Paramount release schedule. It has not been rescheduled. It's just been removed. So I don't know what's happening. Well, it's but, um, probably for the best. I feel I like know. that would have been the answer to my final question of the night, which is what movie for this fall are you most excited by? The obvious answer is Clifford. Um, but because it's not eligible for American release and because this is an American-centric sentence, um, you can't pick Clifford, and neither can I. Oh, so rushing, Absolutely crushing. What? Movie other than Clifford is your number one movie for the fall. What are you most excited about?
1: Okay, uh, okay, we can't say Spider Man. Too... We can't say Spider Man. Oh, don't do it's that. Too to me. It's too easy. It's too easy. It's too easy, but it's true. But it's
0: true. I know, but it's too easy.
1: Uh, I'm just gonna split my vote. Uh, half West Side Story, half Spencer. Uh, Spencer, because I, uh, Kristen Stewart, I've been in love with you for so long. Please call me. Uh, I know you're so busy and so successful, but. Just I'm free every day. I'll call me. Um, And it looks really good. So very excited about that. Um, I'm excited about West Side Story because uh, it's actually it happens to be a musical that I just don't know anything about. I don't know. I just escaped it culturally. It's a big black hole for me. I I don't know anything about it. Never watched it. Don't know the plot or the actors or the characters. So um, I I don't think that this is... uh, This is the only version of it that I'll watch, but I'm excited to start knowing this massive cultural touchstone, finally, and appreciate a new Spielberg movie, appreciate Rachel's work, appreciate... just I just love musicals. They're fun. So yeah, those are my two big ones.
0: All right. I'm having a tough time here because there's so many that I would give it to. Um... I think, similar to you, I think I may have to split my vote. I think we might be shared on West Side Story. I, and the reason I'm more excited about it than anything is I don't care. That, like, like I said, I was brand new to West Side Story in the pandemic, but it really... There's something about the trailer that felt like it is Spielberg kind of returning to form. And I don't mean that in like, a, oh, his earlier work is the only good thing. Like, I don't care about that. It just means like, it seems like it is a... a not like a CGI mess or like a very boring Tom Hanks movie, which is what he's been making for a while. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. There's something about it that just feels like it's, it's old Spielberg in a way that I'm very excited to see. Um, and I think my other split is going to be, I know it's a big studio movie. I apologize to the world. But it's going to go to the Eternals. And it has nothing to do, it's not because of Marvel. I, Chloe Zhao is an amazing director. And I really, really like her movies. And I can't wait to see what she does with something that we're so familiar with. I'm really hoping that she goes wild with it. Um, I feel like these are also the movies that I have the biggest, maybe that Matrix, have the biggest chance to let me down. They have like the largest like, oh no, it wasn't at all what I was hoping kind of thing. So big risk, big reward. That's what I'm going for. All right. Well, this has been our fall movie rundown for the fall of 2021. Um, you can find, or are you still watching, on any platform that you can listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other stuff. Um, the easiest place for you to find where we have all that is probably by going to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash A-Y-S-W. Um, That's a great place to find that and to support us if you want us to keep making this podcast that has no ads, partly because we don't know how to do it. Uh, You could also check out our Twitter, which is still sort of not Twitter.com, but I'm going to keep saying that. Uh, At A-Y-S-W pod. We don't tweet basically ever, but you can find the info there. It's like a great resource for that. Um, Of course, you can also follow us on Twitter. Uh, which I think our Twitters are on there. Pretty sure. Uh, Yeah. You could also leave a review if you wanted on Spotify. Can you do that? I don't know. Uh, Or Apple Podcasts, because that will help other people find us, and we would love for your friends to listen. Um, Let us know if you liked this. This is kind of a new thing we're doing, new idea we're trying. Let us know if you like the movie Rundown. We would love to do more, Um, and hopefully we've got more stuff coming for you very soon. Any last thoughts? Shalila from across the pond? Uh,
1: be safe when you go to the movies. <laughs> That's all I got.
0: Yeah, good call. <laughs> good call. Movie theater companies... Movie theater companies? What a Strange sentence. Don't seem particularly interested in instituting uh, larger sets of safety rules. So good call. <laughs> be safe when going to the movies. Most of these are going to be coming out uh, same-day streaming and theater. Some of them are exclusive, the Disney ones, but uh, a lot of them are day-and-date release streaming and theater. So... Do not feel bad if you cannot make it to the theater because of cost and or safety. Um, Enjoy. Enjoy at home. Enjoy wherever you can. We got some good movies coming. Good night, everybody.